everybody to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football-specific podcast. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, thankfully joined, as always, by... This is Big Kurt here. Uh, we really appreciate you tuning in, listening to us. I always think I list off too many things I want people to do. Let's just keep it simple. Just share. Just share the podcast. Share. You can share it via Twitter. You can share it via text message to a buddy if you got somebody that you hang out with every now and then on a sales call or whatever you know they're a big 10 football specific fan share the podcast that's what we're looking for just bring us up take their temperature send it on over that's all it takes yeah uh quick question do you know what the sunshine protection act is no what is this it is the it's it's powerful i'm gonna tell you why it's powerful because it actually has partisan support on both sides of the aisle it's bipartisan it is okay it is literally bipartisan which is to end daylight savings time oh really yes it, it's actually it caught a lot of of steam last week because we're, we're we're a week from spring forward obviously so essentially it would end we already sprung forward. We, that's what I'm saying. It would. Right. It, we would not okay. be. There would but, not be any fall backing or spring forward from here on out. Where, where okay, but we're hold at on. Right now is where we would stay. Oh, okay. This is where we would stay. Correct. This is the norm. This would be the norm. I'm on board. You already. You already convinced me. Who is not on board? Yeah. Uh, I. I why are we doing this? Was has its, it's so silly. spring forward, fall back, daylight savings time has its basis in World War One for. Well, you did your fuel, research. Here. I did. I wanted to look it up. Fuel consumption and essentially, you know, trying to to uh, uh, with limit a time with limited resources to, to have more work done just, in the day. Like, and they never bothered to just switch it back. It and, and it. I I read even further back that the first time it it was brought up was by Benjamin Franklin. Wow. Who brought it up as a joke, and it caught and it caught fire. No kidding. Yes. Well, I grew up for the first 12 years of my life in the farthest northwest corner of Indiana. So it's essentially the Chicago Burbs, right? And we were in central time zone. But the but Indiana was in the east. The rest yeah. of Indiana was in eastern, but they didn't observe savings time. So it was totally confusing all the time. It's totally confusing all the time everywhere, I personally believe. Um Anybody that's listening to this podcast that has small kids like I do understand it's awful when you have the change in clock like that because it just wrecks your kids. They they are they are one hundred percent on some sort of okay, sleep schedule. I see where sleep you're going is, with this now. You don't have any idea how important sleep is. It's a minor annoyance kids. to me, but it's a major annoyance to you right there you now. Go. So at the at the very low end, it's it's stupid, but at the high end, it absolutely is is awful. So there's actually I looked it up to you. I mean, there's actually a spike in car accidents and mm, it's and, believable yes and and in-home accidents right around the both the spring forward and fall back because it it, it messes with people why, why are we doing this i'm looking for any reason to to keep doing what we're doing but so basically in the winter time you'd get the the, the sun would go down an hour later you know right like it went when uh when it's december like right around christmas and it gets dark at 4 p.m how awful is that it's it's miserable yeah so at least you get one more hour. i don't i'd rather love, be dark i don't the love the extra hour that you get so much more that i'm willing you know that it it overdoes the the lack of sunlight that you get in the winter it's absolutely stupid to yeah me. i agree okay let's do it let's just let's ratify yeah it. okay 
along with sharing the podcast. Sh- share <laughs> with, with your share local your feelings on the yeah. Sunshine. What is it? Sunshine. What Sunshine Act? Protection Act. Protection Act. Wow. Okay. The problem is it's getting its start in Florida, hence the Sunshine oh, State. Yeah. So I don't. I don't think it's you know. Anyways. Even All though right. it's not the sunniest state in the union, do you know that? No. Colorado is the sunniest state in, that in the union. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Colorado is Actually, sneaky like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So. We think it's going to be a shorter podcast. We say that to ourselves before we every, record every, every week. week, and then we wind up going an hour. Be about but 37 minutes this week. <laughs> yeah, that's the goal. So we're going to go through two kind of major housekeeping items. We're going to talk on the uh, the new Fox uh, uh, game day-ish lineup, and then we're just uh, going to go through a couple dates, right, of spring football that Correct. you got. Okay. So go ahead and start out with housekeeping. Housekeeping. No, thank you. Sleeping. Okay, really only one player movement item. That's Alex Hornibrook, quarterback of Wisconsin, transfers to Florida State University. How do you feel about that? First thing I thought of is the difference in offensive line play. Oh, man. I know it. So, you know, I'm big into analogies. The best I could think of is you're trying to build a house on on granite, a very solid surface. Now you're, you're struggling. To build it on, now you're trying to build right. it on sand. But you're struggling on granite, right? <laughs> it's not going so well. You're like, how do I get all these cracks in the in the in the uh, sheetrock? How's this happening? Now we're we're gonna do, we're gonna try it on sand now. Let's see how that works. Which makes out. sense because it's literally going to uh, uh, Florida, where there is a lot of sand, but there is not a lot of protection from the offensive line. This, and and not even joking. I mean, this is honestly something that you should be concerned of if you are either an Alex Hornibrook fan or, or a Badger fan that, you know, just wants to see the kid do good. Yeah. He's had concussion issues. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's any, any doubt that that was part of his bad performance uh, last season. Oh, you think so? I, I think it has something okay. to do with it. Other than the fact that it's Alex Hornibrook. Right. But, but yeah, now he's going to Florida state and I'm a, I'm afraid the guy's going to get killed if he winds up seeing the field. I'm not sure how much he's going to see the field. I guess I think so. I'm, I was reading the, the Florida State boards, checking it out, seeing what they think about it. And they're all like, well, I'm not sure it really matters anyway because Blackman's going to be our quarterback next year. And they have almost this, no depth in that because you can remember they were getting they universally panned for not – They didn't recruit a quarterback. They did not sign a quarterback. So this is basically their backup, I that's, think. That's, I think, what the thought right. process is. Back up to the Slim Reaper, James Blackman. <laughs> That's his that nickname. It? Yeah. The Florida State people gave him that. Yeah. The Slim Reaper. <laughs> awesome nickname, <laughs> That's right? That's really good. So I have to bring up a rumor that I've been reading on Reddit and other message boards. And this is this is another lay, onion layer in the Hornybrook. He's got a Hornybrook. To quote you, I didn't mean to okay. use Okay. Yeah. Yep. Well, no, I wasn't going to say that. But it, there are some conspiracy theories that there's other reasons why he transferred. And... These are just rumors. I'm not saying these are rumors. It's just what I'm reading out there, that he kind of got inappropriate. I, I'm not saying that I'm saying this, but I'm about but to I'm say But I'm about this. to say it, that he got inappropriate with David Edwards, the offensive tackle's girlfriend, and that Edwards decked him and knocked him out and gave him a concussion. And that's where the concussion came from. A know? concussion. And okay. that at that point, he lost the locker room and just had to leave. No kidding. Yes. <laughs> and this is coming from Wisconsin people. It's coming from uh, multiple sources, like not not just like you know one random person. There are, there are people confirming. Yes, I heard that. Yes, I heard that. 
again, I, it's just a rumor. I don't know if it's true or not. Two things going through my head, right? Okay. Right as you're saying that. Number one, if I am a Wisconsin fan, this somehow in a weird way makes me feel better because it's something to point to yeah. from how things were definitely off all of last year. That that is a huge deal. That's that sure. if that's true, that definitely would make a big difference. Right. The second thing is what a what a nightmare if you're Paul Crest or oh, Lord. of any this could happen anywhere. I don't give a I don't care if you're the greatest football coach of all time, which is probably currently Nick Saban. You couldn't stop this from happening there either. No. If it's gonna happen, it's gonna affect your team and you know, it's just a matter of what kind of damage control can you do at that point. So Hornybrook can't hit an open receiver, but he can. Uh, he can. He can I, I don't yeah. want to complete that. But. <laughs> so, you know, so doing a little research on that, David Edwards, and I think we've talked about this before. He was a high school quarterback. He was an option quarterback in high school at yeah, 215 pounds. And then I thought spent a little bit of time at tight end at Wisconsin, and then then made. I the, think you're right. I think yeah. he started as. A, I think he was recruited as a tight end, and then transitioned to tackle. Yeah, but 215 pounds is what he was recruited at. Correct. That's crazy. Yeah, they know how to feed him. And they sure do. Man. Um. Okay. Anything more with that? Or that's all I've got on on housekeeping. But you have an item. Let's yeah. Go. One more that we were going to talk about in a previous podcast got too long. I'm I'm going to very much try to give the crib notes version of the Maurice Washington situation, however you want to call it, uh, running back for, for Nebraska. I'm sure Nebraska people listening to this are cringing right now. I'm going to try to do my best to give the, uh, the, the Switzerland view. I'm trying to give give us the Switzerland view of this. Okay. Now, speaking of giving the facts, you, you try to do it chronologically, Yeah, but you have to do it Tarantino style to a certain degree with this. You got to jump around. I, if you start, it, it gets too confusing, but long story short. Okay. Maurice Washington um, has been a uh, very talented running back since he was somewhere around a sophomore in high school, mm-hmm. um, was in California, had a good year. I think it was his junior year. Okay. For suspicious reasons, he left California. Okay. So he was not welcome in California, in, in his high school. Okay. So he left Claire- his high school or left the state? Both. Okay. And went to Texas and went to Trinity oh. High School in Texas. I didn't and know that's that. That's where okay. he played his senior year. Okay. Okay. He left Trinity High School in Texas, also was was expelled, was kicked out of Trinity High Yikes. School. Yikes. Okay. Okay. Not a good worth start. Pointing, so far. Worth pointing this out because, again, everybody knew that he was a talented running back, but a lot sure. of in state uh, schools or just schools in general. A lot of big schools backed off. They the backed kid. off. Yes. I mean, this is all very much documented. Sure. Um, Nebraska continued to recruit him, mm-hmm. so he signed with Nebraska in February of 2018, went back okay. to California now, to Santa okay. Clara County, um, th- and at some point was given uh, in the summer of 2018, was granted um, uh, permission, or however you want to say, from the NCAA to go ahead and sign with Nebraska, so signed, so uh, gets to Nebraska on but, campus. But let me stop you, but he spent his last season of, of high school football back in Santa Clara. No. Okay. High school, see, it gets confused. High school football was already over at okay. that point. He went back to California to just gotcha. finish. Then signed with Nebraska. Okay. Um, so we move into camp of August 2018 into September. He plays, I sure. think, is the first or second game. Mm-hmm. Um, for Nebraska, so that's where we put the stopper and we okay, and we Tarantino it 
back. Gotcha. I'm following you so okay. far. In 2016, okay. there was a incident with a girl that he uh, used to date. He had previously dated to 2016, correct? correct. Yep. yep. They had, at that point, broken up. She was on video doing a sex act mm-hmm. with a guy. Another guy recorded this sex act. Worth very very important to note or to to note, Maurice Washington was not in the video right. nor recording the video. Right, not involved in any way. Not involved with that. Yep. Um, but this video was shared. Okay. Uh, Maurice Washington got the video. Okay. Um, right after he signed his letter of intent with Nebraska. Mm-hmm. So that was February, 2018 In March yep. of 2018. He texted that to okay. the girl, his ex-girlfriend and said, remember this Ho? Yes. Okay. Right now. Um, we are back into, we're, we're back into, uh, uh, September fall of last year. Um, at this point, things had been working behind the scenes where the girl and her family, uh, found out that the the video had been got, gotten tossed around and forwarded around mm-hmm. to people, so they started to pursue it okay. as a you know offense. Okay, Maurice Washington. At that point, it starts to get questions. Okay, um, the uh, Santa Clara County Sheriff um, tries to get into contact with Mar- Washington. Okay. Can't gets in contact with. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but. The Nebraska Internet Crimes Investigator, and his name is Ed Sexton. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunate name. Yeah. For this, but maybe uh... he was just destined for that type of work. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Ed Sexton tries repeatedly to get a hold of Maurice Washington. Okay. Okay. To at one point text Maurice Washington, you need to get a hold of me. This is not going to go away. Yeah. Uh, because Washington did reply back at one point okay. with, the, with the who dis. Oh. Okay. Um, at that, but Washington does not get back to him. At that point, Sexton gets a hold of the University of Nebraska. Okay. This to me is where it gets interesting or foggy. I don't know how you want to say it, but there were certainly people inside the Nebraska athletic department that knew. Something was going and on this with is still well before the start of the season. No, when is this? This is September. This is September. This is, this is the, in this the season. Is, okay. Yeah, this is the middle of the season. Gotcha. Pretty much all throughout the rest of the season, they are. And he continued to play. And he continued yep. to play yep. the whole year. Um, they definitely know, quote unquote, something is going sure. on yep. at that point. Um, what I would want the the first question I would ask is if you really wanted to know what was going on. I think they could have just figured out what was going on because at that point, the again, Santa Clara sheriff yep. could have told them directly. And I'm sure. pretty sure was trying to tell them or at the very least had shared that information with uh, uh, Ed Sexton. But yeah, the state of Nebraska could have had a conversation with him too. Right? Correct. Yeah. Um, this, another interesting thing to me is the name John Bruning. Okay. He is the former Nebraska attorney general who okay. happens to be good friends with Matt Davison, who the, is the former wide receiver, Nebraska, Nebraska wide yeah. receiver. They got they John Bruning got involved with Maurice Washington at this point. Okay. We're still talking in the fall. Okay. And they're essentially 
got involved in what way to represent him? Correct. Okay. Okay. If if I guess he's just doing it pro bono okay. at that point. All right. Right. I, we I have would to assume, assume that, so. I I don't because that detail is left out. Well, we don't we don't know Maurice's background or his financial parents situation. his financial situation, but most families, yeah, that's going to be a pretty big expenditure. Yep. Okay. Continue. So that that essentially keeps up all through the football season. Some and then between December of 2018 into February of 2019 this year, this this is ongoing, mm-hmm. and eventually it it hits it hits the internet. Yep. And that's how it it gets out. Okay. So. Uh, we know at this point what he is trying to get or or what is potentially he's getting charged with is felony distribution of child pornography. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I was curious to know what this uh, – if the the statute that is in California is is across the board in all 50 states, but – I would have had to type in child pornography into my computer, so I just yes, decided. Bad idea. The, um, not, good, good decision not to. Not just worth the stop risk. Stop right there. <laughs> At that point. Yeah. The one thing I would say is um, I don't think Maurice Washington, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, is probably the, the sharpest knife in the drawer okay. uh, from his lack of response and some of the stuff that he's, he's in his background. Okay. okay? Yeah. Uh, with that being said, I, I don't think he, there's no way he knew that what he did was quote unquote child pornography. He did not yeah, or felony or, or child pornography. No, of course not. He, he just was doing something that this day and age kids have probably done and forward stuff on, unfortunately and a, a lot. I don't know how old this young woman is now. She could be 18 now. I but think wasn't she at yeah, the time. was not at the time. Right. I think she's roughly uh, Maurice Washington's age. So into yeah. um, February, February 14th, Valentine's day. A warrant is issued for okay. his arrest. Uh, just on March 11th, Maurice Washington self-reported himself to Santa Clara County okay. um, and then issued a $35,000 uh, bond, um, which, you know, he post bail. Excuse me. Now, I've heard you only need to post 10% of that. Okay. Which I, so only I don't know. Bucks. I don't know that. But aren't Something there's heard. bail bondsmen too that can do it for you? That can spring you, and then you owe that guy, right? Things of this nature. Obviously, yeah. somebody in his family could sure. pay for this stuff yeah. as well. So, in some capacity, he was able to make his way back to California, fly okay. to California, yeah, uh, uh, support or uh, post bail, and okay. then make it back. And he's been practicing. He's on participating and off again. Okay, in the spring. Okay. Um. So. I'm not making any dramatic statements or not trying. As best as I could, that was just reporting dates and facts on how yeah, things went down. I read it, I read it online and from a credible source. And I, I, I get the whole timeline now. So okay, good job. I, I do not view uh, Scott Frost in any uh, danger of losing his job. No, I don't of think not. it's that big a deal. However, on the other side of things, the absolute lack of heat that has come on. Scott Frost or or Bill Moose, and another name that could possibly go on is Bob Burton, which is the okay. deputy athletic director at okay. Nebraska. At least one, if not two, and probably all three knew about the severity of the uh, charges. Probably back in September, right? It sure seems like, and it. or at least deeper into the the fall. 
And there's basically two sides of it. Does, did Scott Frost know what it was and played him anyway? Or, and I do think it is plausible that Bill Moose and Bob Burton uh, said, don't worry about it. Coach the team. We'll take care of this. And yeah, maybe. Um, and and keep in mind, the kid was only accused of something. So I, 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 don't, yep. I don't think you stop playing a kid just because he gets accused of something. That's my opinion. I might def- I might differ with you there. Really? Okay. This is what I would point out above all things for the for the lack of judgment um, from Scott Frost. Okay. Mm-hmm. We, you and me both believe that Scott Frost is a really good coach. Yes. Yes, I do. Me and you do not, however, believe that he could walk out into a lake and walk on it as many Nebraska fans believe that he can. I do not believe that would work out well for him. There were some lack of judgment, even in-game decisions sure. last year. The point I'm trying to make is he's not perfect. Okay, yeah. Scott Frost is is not infallible, right? Um, and what I think he messed up here is part of the reason I brought up all of the stuff in the background of Mo Washington is he he has unfortunately had a troubled past. Yeah, I am a believer that you don't just you don't just toss a, a person in the trash. They should be able to learn from mistakes. Um, Things that uh, I've seen in the past that, that and, and uh, you know, I'm using Twitter here, it's stupid, but people want to just, the second somebody does something dumb, just just toss them off the team, be right. done with stuff. Taking football away from a person like that when that's their source of direction and team and family and so, like that, that could be oftentimes the, the yeah. worst thing you can do to a So, kid. what do you think should have happened in this situation he, then? What, I what think could he have done knowing, differently? Or what could Nebraska overall have done differently? Knowing how big of a transition it is for anybody Mm -hmm. to be an 18-year-old that goes to college and is a member of a major football team, um, let alone one that grew up in California, time in Texas, California, Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden you're in the middle of of the Midwest. I think in that instance, you give the kid a year. Give him a red shirt. Correct. Let him red shirt. And with the new rules. Along with something suspicious that they knew, whether they knew the severity or not, I would contest that just knowing something was in his background like that, along with all the other troubled sure, stuff, so you know, let the kid get acclimated right. to college football and college in general before you throw him out there. And put some rules on him. Look, we, you know, you got to be on the straight and narrow from here on out. And next thing that happens, you're out of here, right? And that could be where he's at now. Maybe he is right now, yeah. Um, I would contend that. It would be if, if he winds up getting charged for this, the felony, um, I don't think that's along with just the fact that I don't even want to search for the term. Yeah. OK. Right. I don't want that as a part of my football team either. I'm not saying the kid should never play football again, but he needs to learn a lesson and playing at a Big Ten pr- pr- uh, school like that. I don't know. I He has to has to learn a lesson at that point. Yeah, um, again, you have to assume that with something like this, he's going to plead down. He's probably not going to be convicted of a felony here, so I don't think he'll get kicked off the team. He should be back next year. Thankfully, I, I don't want the kid to have a felony on his record. But, right, because um, I don't – again, he did not try to – No, that wasn't his intention, even though it was a horrible thing to stupid do. Stupid thing to yeah. do. Yeah, but I don't, know, I don't know what to say about it other than I just hope he uh, gets his act together. I do too, um, and I hope it's a happy ending yeah. for him. But I, I will go back and say, uh, Bill Moose isn't exactly endearing himself to Nebraska fans <laughs> Not at for the a moment. lot of no. other things. Yeah. Just in general, to me, 
this is another thing you could it's another point black at. eye, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, that's it for that for the housekeeping. Alrighty, should we move on to the new Fox Sports pregame show? How about that? Fox is is establishing a a college football pregame show to go head to head versus college football game day on ESPN. Love it. How, how do you feel about it? I, I was excited to see it. I was too. First of all, I don't like game day and I don't watch it, so I want something to to watch. I want a pregame show to watch. Me too. Um, so let's go ahead and start with that. Okay. Uh, back in the day, so we're talking 10, 15 years ago when game day was cool. Yep. Game day was awesome. It and used the, to be awesome, yes. Now, one thing I was thinking about, too, is I probably look fondly on the quote-unquote old game day because um, I was younger and freer and could do anything I wanted. Okay. I, re- I just remember getting up, probably groggy from the night before, yep. getting a workout in and loving okay. that I was watching game day working out Saturday morning and just make sure I was I was settled into my couch by 11 o'clock for kickoff. So my my earliest memories would be college watching game day. And it was really early. I mean, what, 93 was their first uh, broadcast, I think. Right so 94, there. I think, was their first full season. So this would have been probably 95 and they and weren't even. I don't even think they were on location at that point. I think it was yeah, later, you might either have... later in the 90s or even early 2000s before they took it on the road. Well, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. Pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, but we'd basically we'd crack our first beer when when game day came came on. Sure. And you'd sit there with your buddies and watch football all day. We or we'd pregame and then go over to the the Illinois football game if they were in town. Yeah. Um. Nobody knew who Kirk Herbstreit was. He was kind of plucked from the ESPN sideline at that point. I remember first seeing him and thinking I was trying to remember where he played and I, I was thinking of was it Chuck Hartlieb for Iowa. I was confusing him with Hartley. Oh, wasn't really? That a, wasn't okay. that a guy? Yeah, uh, no, yeah. He was. I was me and my buddy. I remember having a conversation. Where did he play? It was Iowa. We both agreed it was Iowa, but then we realized we had him confused with with. Hartley. So basically, good-looking '80s quarterbacks. He just yeah from the Big Ten, right? Um, Corso back then was. I'm sorry, but more alert, more more coherent to watch on the show. Okay, one thing that I like, though, about game day still, I don't know why, but the guy just makes me laugh every time he does the, the headgear thing. And I think as I much as— I laugh hysterically every time it does, to this it day. It does crack me up. I For me, that's it. You turn into game day it's at It's pretty 10. much 55. the only thing I care at 10. about. 55. Yeah. Um, the things to point out on why game day is just not what it used to be. I mean, the first thing I think you have to point out is the fact that they are— so guarded in their way to protect the SEC and now SEC the ACC. Homers. It, it's it's it it's just it's just ruined the show. Well, the first thing that where I started seeing it decline a little bit is when they kept extending the time of it. Like it was a one-hour show, correct? And it was awesome because it was compact and it was filled with good information. Then they just started. And it I went to it two went to hours. An, I think it went actually to an hour and a half. I think it went to an hour First, and a half. I was still on board. I was still on at board. An hour and a half. Then it went to two, and I'm like, okay, hold on, guys. And then when it went to three, it totally jumped the shark. Now it's got so much fluff in there. Thank you. They're really only covering what six games in depth? Six, eight, maybe? Probably some weeks only four. And then, and then, so. It's Saturday in the fall, the happiest time of the world for guys like me and you. And then I got to have my day destroyed by some kid dying of cancer? Thank With you, Tom man. Rinaldi getting me all choked up before I the kick off the first game? I don't want to hear about that. Thank you very much. Now, I... I, I debated whether I was going to bring it up because you know this is you talk, out of, to bring talk, it up. talk out of two sides of the mouth alert. But 
one of the greatest segments ever on that show was the, was the Tyler Trent was the Tyler, oh, the Tyler Trent. Tyler Trent was a great yeah, one. And, and the, the wave was good. The wave's good. Too. Yeah. But can we keep it to, I'm sorry, but can we keep it to one or two? See, but Tyler those? Trent's different because he, he was, was involved. He was football. involved. It wasn't just, you know, a fan that's dying of cancer or whatever is happening. And, and I feel bad for the, but I don't want to hear that when I'm all happy and charged up to watch a game. Can I have, I've already been dealing with stuff all week long. When I say I, I mean you, me, anybody. Saturday in the fall okay. is meant for me to get away from all that and just hear about X's and O's or you know something about a rivalry. Give me something like that. I mean, you you can do the in depth stuff, but just 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 okay. keep it good. Like, but that. why do we love sports? Because it's an escape from our lives. Correct. It's escape from all the bad stuff. Why do you throw bad stuff back in there with it? It, it is all of that plus a three-hour show plus, I'm sorry, but post-stroke, Corso is just, it's tough. Yeah. Now you got, see, I don't dislike Desmond as much as most people. I think Desmond's fine. I think fine. Desmond's fine. I like Herbie. I, I still like Herb Street. I like Reese. I do like Reese, yeah. but... Uh, oh, Georgia. I forget. His yeah, name. Uh, um, it's a skate. Dave, uh, uh, David Pollock. Pollock. There you go. David Pollock. Every time that guy talks, my my, my skin crawls. Yeah, I have a yeah. hard time. I have a hard time listening to him <laughs> talk for two seconds, let alone two straight minutes. Okay, now what about the bear? Shmarmy. We have to talk about the bear because I haven't watched in so long that I even I. You know, I just tuned in one day and saw this bear guy. I'm like, why is he on? He was the behind and the scenes. I know, but st- he's worshipped by people, and I don't get it. I'll say this. I, I I completely understand where you're coming from from that. I mean, his background was that he was the stats guy. He was okay. the right on it, you know, for the line, for the stats, for anything. Okay. That guy would so he's- know it off the top of his head or look it up quick, whatever. Yeah. That's how they and have I, it yeah, on there. I respect that. Yep. Um. So I just like don't he, think he should he, be part of the show. Right. He's just, I mean, he's just, he's disgusting. He looks like Jabba the Hutt. Right. Just roll him out onto the freaking game day set. Um, and then I will say this, though. I think he is beloved by people because if you hear him uh, uh, interviewed on the radio, like if you okay. get him on a show in Sirius XM. Never heard him. He's way, he's way better. Number one, you don't, okay. have, to, number one, you don't have to look at him. Okay. Number two, right. he's got, he, he's got he's a radio just face. bringing nothing. But but gambling stuff, man. It's a okay. I, I got to give him another chance then, because I just don't. You don't have to give him another chance on the show, but hearing him on the radio, completely different. Okay. Okay. So those are all the reasons. Now you want to do the lineup, or oh, the lineup for the Fox, the Fox so now Sports Show. On sure. To Fox. So the lineup here: Rob Stone is going to host. How do you feel about that? Eh, whatever. Uh, Urban Meyer is going to be on there. Thumbs up but from me, right? Right. Yep. Matt Leinart. I love Leinart. Okay. I think Leinart's awesome. He he's he was on Sirius XM, the college football channel, for a while there. It's one of those guys you you tune in and you hear a new voice and you try to figure out who it is and you try to pick up cues. And I was like, holy crap, this is Leinart. And he's amazing. I like that one. Reggie Bush, I'm kind of indifferent on him. I haven't seen him a whole lot. What, what do you think about him? Keep going. Okay. And then Brady Quinn. Right. Brady, eh, I... It's okay. You, you, I don't know. You literally broke down exactly how I feel okay. about every one. All right. Um, I think there is a certain amount of redundancy with Liner yeah. and Quinn. Yeah, I agree there. And, and Get a defensive I, guy. And Well, right. I, yeah, that's a good point, too. Uh, another thing to point out is 
I liked Brady Quinn in the booth. Yeah, I did games. too. I thought so he was pretty good. They, I don't know if they're going to pull him from doing that unless I he think can so, get yeah. to a, you know, a, a night game if they fly him around. I like guess ESPN it's possible like with, with Herbie. With Herbie right. But I think that's a, a – to me, what you're getting with pulling Quinn onto the show isn't going to usurp what he does in the booth when he's calling games, especially when you team it up with the redundancy of Liner. I don't imagine he's going to be calling games. He's not good enough at the game where – Oh, I'm going to tune in around. to listen to Brady, so they got to fly him around. Yeah, and Liner does an awesome job from a quarterback perspective, so there's really no reason to have Brady. I would love to have a, a defensive guy. but here I didn't think about the defensive guy. Like yeah, that. but here's some questions I have. Are they going to be on location? The, the press release didn't say anything about that. What's the name of the show? There's They didn't give a name, did they? How long is the show? How long is the show? I don't know. They They really told us nothing. And here's the other thing. Fox already had a pregame show. It's just, did they just change the lineup and like spin it as if this is some great thing that's going to go and try to take down game day? Pretty much. I mean, it's I all think that's PR. What they did. They one hundred percent did. Yeah, Man. they they had a they had not me all very excited show. And then I read about it. I'm like, I'm not as excited anymore. Um, I'm I'm still excited. I I'm excited about the lineup. If you go back to your original comments before we went into the ESPN thing, I very mm-hmm. much agree with the fact that I have missed having a show to have on that's got yeah. energy that I actually want to listen to. Right. If they can that right that word right there to me is the deal. You need to have the energy. Yep. Of 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 game day because game day as much as we can you know talk smack about game day, the energy is still there. Absolutely. The only way you get that energy, in my opinion, is to go on the road and do it. And I do think it so. Yeah. In location. I would love if they went on the road. I hope they do. That would be great. And another thing to point out, too, is, OK, when we think of Fox. All right. Uh, it's teamed up with the Big Ten Network. OK. The Big um, Ten Conference. So for, first thing you think of is a Big Ten Conference. And, and so not it's, that it's, they're, but they're, they do. uh Big 12 shows. They do Pac-12, the Pac-12. A lot of Pac-12 games, anyway. I'm just saying, you got both You got both Liner and Bush, two USC guys. You you can't switch it up a little bit with, with the schools. Yeah, that's a good point. You got represent. the redundancy of USC as well. Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, the only person on the panel that has a strong Big Ten connection is Urban. Is Urban, yeah. Which, by the way, that was – I'm assuming they were waiting – for the contract to get signed with Urban. Okay. That was probably where the negotiations. To it, yeah. Once he agreed to, to get on the show, I think that's when they said, okay, let's get this thing out to the press. Um, the very first reaction from people that I found was yuck uh, with Urban. Um, a lot of people saying they, they – No. Okay, well, a lot of people are saying he's so dry, he's going to yeah. be boring. But my guess is that's Urban the coach talking at a press conference. Yes. Anybody that knows any D1 coach – I mean, I – you know, know some D1 coaches, the way they talk in an interview at a press conference, whatever they, they have to speak in. It's they're like a robot. They're just, right. they're just, you know, spitting binary out completely different. When you get these guys behind the scene, my guess is it's going to be somewhere in between binary urban and, you know, drunk. With, I think so. It, like so, <laughs> somewhere he's, he's going to show a little bit more personality. So I'm going to throw a name out there for you. Wouldn't it be great to have Jay Lehman on this program? I think I mean, he's a Big Ten Network guy, right, so he's got he that connection. Over. Um, but he does games on ESPN as well. What so I would want to know is the percentage of our reaction. We might have to put a poll up on Twitter. Okay. The, the percentage of people that heard you bring up Jay Layman uh-huh. and recoiled in horror. Okay. 
I, I, I'm thinking it might be high. Pretty high. See, I'd like to know that too. Like, what is a non-Illinois person's perspective on Layman? Because well, you're sitting right across the table from what I love. But him. I, I know you like yeah. him, right? But I mean, I think he's hysterical. He just, I just laugh him because he's so hyper. Yep. Um, and you want to talk about energy? We we're talking about energy, energy before he would bring but, it. You know, obviously knowledgeable on the defensive side of the ball too. So and, I really and, like your, I really like your point about bringing a def- somebody from yeah. the defensive side of the ball. I think they I, should. That, that does make sense. I think they should. Um, so maybe I should tell my game day story, my my on location game day story. Okay. You know this story. I've told you before. In fact, this is like the first time, not the first time we met, but the first time we made a connection because you realized how big of a college football fan I was. So you saw me. I was with a lady friend. This is before I was married. And I was showing her pictures of mm-hmm. I had just been down oh. to a game where game day was on location. And you oversaw it. You said, what is that? And I said, well, I was at the Ole Miss Alabama game. This is in 2014. And you're, I can still remember your face to this day, like how your face changed. And, yeah, and, and by – Real quick, yeah. it changed because we're in the middle of Minneapolis. Right. And trying to spot another college football fan is like trying to find a Yeti. <laughs> right. So that's that's why I was so excited. So we had met each other a couple times briefly before that, but just didn't know each other really at that point. So anyway, you asked me, well, did you go to Ole Miss or Bama? I said, no, I'm just a college football fan. <laughs> and so then I stopped paying attention to the young lady I was with, and we probably had a conversation <laughs> for the next two hours. I would love to know how much bourbon we put down in the next oh my two God. hours. Just... <laughs> So, uh, all right. So it was the the old the, the Bama at Ole Miss game in 2014. So if you recall, this is the first year of the eventual college football playoff, right? And I think it was the week before the original rankings came out from that, you know, the first ever college football playoff ranking. So it was number one Alabama at number two Ole Miss, and a buddy of mine was living in Mississippi, and we had connected before the season and decided he he wanted he wanted to to go to a game in Mississippi. So he said, pick a game. Doesn't matter if it's state or if it's Ole Miss. I said, let's go to Bama at Ole Miss. Having no idea it was going to be one versus two, right? So we totally luck- lucked out. We basically caught lightning in a bottle this weekend. So it's number one Bama rolling into Ole Miss in the Grove. And I had always heard about the Grove and how great it was for tailgating. I just think of young girls in sundresses. and First of all, the most beautiful women I have <laughs> ever seen on the planet with the dopiest-looking dudes you could ever imagine. In, in uh, pop collars and, for, and uh, well, pl- no, pleated shorts, and that's so, what I pictured. Uh, they all wear a uniform, essentially, to the game. It's khaki pants and uh, a blue blazer and, I think, a red tie and, like, a light blue shirt, like button-up shirt. And they all have the same hair like uh, style. It's this swept over hair hairstyle that looks like it's from like the 1980s, kind of like it's totally out of place. Yep. They're all short and kind of feminine-ish and like doughy and pasty, and they're with the most beautiful. It is. It was strange, but the the tailgating, incredible. I mean, it lived up to every expectation that I could have imagined. I mean, just you know, like those eight by eight little tailgate tents. As far as you could see in all directions, it was incredible. And it's right in this grove of trees, right? So then game day is there. Katy Perry was the guest picker right. that day. Okay, Remember that? Yep, yep. And she's wearing that pink, like, yep. is like a jersey. She was hit all... on, I think it was Baker Mayfield, right? No, Trevor Knight. Trevor, she basically right. yes. called out Trevor Knight and said, call me. I think they wound up hooking up. I, 
At well, I hope point, for Trevor Knight they did. Insane. The kids were Can, just so... Just pause right there. Sure. Can you imagine being Trevor Knight? Oh, my Lord. And I just want to say, not as much now, but back in the day, Katy Perry with her oh. assets, shall we say. Oh, Lord. Oh, I, so to be a college kid and have Katy Perry, like... Okay, so, that's so Trevor that's stuff dreams are made of. His stock was really high at that point because hadn't he just come off a bowl victory the previous season over Bama, right? And mm-hmm. so he was like the next quarterback. And of course he fizzled. He if he didn't hook up, he missed his chance. That was his chance. <laughs> or maybe right he there, fizzled because right? he did hook up and he got uh, distracted. And that was the pinnacle of his life. Couldn't possibly get better. Okay, moving on. Who needs football? So. Of course, in the the game day mess of people, right? I had to track down the Wazoo guys in Old Crimson. The, the, so I waving the flag. I looked for the game flag, location. found it. I went to those guys. They're all dressed in Wazoo gear, younger guys. And I said to them, "Would you mind if I waved Old Crimson?" And so they let me wave Old nice. Crimson. Nice. So not only am I seeing a number one versus number two, amazing tailgating. Game day on location, but I got to wave old crimson. All right. So anyway, my buddy had he was in media, so he got us pretty good tickets. We were like, oh, maybe 30 yard line on the Ole Miss side, probably 14, 15 rows up, something like that. So great game. If you remember the game, um, let's see. There was a uh, Ole Miss kind of came from behind and scored pretty late to go up. But then Bama made a push down the field. There's a great defensive play. So Ole Miss wins. And, well, before I even say that, so Katie went to the game, and the students were so geeked up about her being there. They'd put her face up on the Jumbotron, and the student section would just freaking erupt. <laughs> I mean, they were so jacked, and I was just happy because they were so happy. So then they win, and one of, one of my bucket list things, I've always wanted to rush the field. And so I looked at my buddy. I'm like, Let's they're not it. keeping me off of this field. <laughs> so here's a couple, you know. 40-year-old dudes jumping onto the field, running around with all these college kids. This this dude stops me, random dude, and he's got tears in his eyes, and he's, he looks at me, and he hugged me. <laughs> no idea who this person is. He says, this is the happiest moment of my life. <laughs> I'm running around. If you're an old Miss fan, it's been all downhill since then. Yep, I'm running around. I'm smacking old Miss players on the, on the, the, the shoulder pads. Then there was, you know, the the media conglomeration in the middle with the interviews afterwards. So I'm standing like, I don't know, maybe five or ten people back in that little that little swarm of people that surround the players to interview them. So it was the two Kemdichi brothers, Robert and uh, Denzel. So Denzel had a great game. He was the middle linebacker. That dude is sawed off. He's like five nine. I couldn't believe it. I was standing, you know right next to him almost and he was shorter than me okay so then both goalposts come down one dude gets smacked in the head of course he's out cold the, for real yep the by ad, the goalposts yep the ambulance pulled onto the field they they i'm like kind of looking at that happening and then the other goalpost goes right by me a, a, you know a team of people just carrying it right out of the stadium they carried it all the way down to this like middle section of town, which is uh, they call it the 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 square, the square. So they they just carried it down to the square. Like, what the hell do we do with it now? And I I'm not sure what 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 they you know how it eventually got out of there, but it eventually ended up in some kid's house, and the athletic department found out where it was, 
and he had agreed to like a, a piece so, of it. No, they took the whole freaking thing, and then they they ended up what they ended up doing is slicing it up into pieces, I guess, and like so selling somebody, it. Somebody got a blowtorch, and I mean those things are made out of metal or fiberglass or well, something so to get through. The it. guy agreed to surrender it to the athletic department. I don't know if if they okay. compensated him in some way, and they sliced it up and sold it. And then we just partied in the square the rest of the night. And apparently Katy Perry was in some of the bars. Yeah. Never were. That's what I was going to ask you. Did you? Because there was um, uh, videos of her doing shots and doing and body she, like, surfing She did bars. like body surfing. I never saw her, but I guess we weren't cool enough to get into those bars. What a country. It was a great day. You know, as much as we bashed the SEC, I, I had always heard that the Grove was a great place to tailgate, and it really was. And it's you couldn't possibly have more fun at a football game than I had that day. No, that was fun just listening to it. Yeah, it was amazing. I feel embarrassed to even tell my game day story. It's gonna pale in comparison to yours. The only way, the only reason it's even worth mentioning is this. Okay, um, as far as historic situations to be at. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going way back now. This was 2004, I believe. Okay. I, I'm horrible. I don't even know this off the top of my head anymore. But I took a trip to Europe. Okay. And um, traveled all around Europe with my uh, buddy Heath and uh, where we wound up. We booked this trip well in advance, well in advance. And we wound up our last uh, place that we're at was in Rome. Okay, just because call it lucky, which, you know, in quotation marks, because I don't know if that's the right word to use. The Pope died. Hmm. So I already had we already had our tickets and place of living booked in Rome. Okay. well, when the Pope dies. The entire continent of Europe <laughs> comes in to Rome wow. for for the for the yeah funeral. I would imagine. So you go to St Peter's Basilica. Anyways, long story short, um, again in my twenties, this is JP, right? What's that? Pope John Paul? Yes, yes. Okay. The the Pope that was the Pope pretty much our entire lives. Yeah, up to that. Point, um, yeah. He uh, um, so the we we I was in my twenties. We you know had a good time the night before. And essentially, we all overslept okay. the funeral. Oh, my God. So we had to make our way to St. Peter's Basilica. And we got about, I don't know how close we were, close enough to say that we were at the funeral. Okay. We hung out for 20 minutes. We all looked at each other and just like, eh, let's get out of here. And yeah. we left. Okay. Okay. I compare that to game day when they went to, I, they've been to Iowa City a couple times. Sure. They're the one that I went to. They do it in the Pentecrest, which is kind of just right off of of campus there. Um, Pretty close to Kinnick, but not like right next to it. Same thing. I was in my 20s, was in town the night staying with ex-teammates of mine, buddies or whatever. Just got, you know, hammered. I had all this intentions (laughs) to make a great sign. I had an idea to sign. Of course. I didn't do anything. I literally walked up. I got with about from about 30 feet from the uh, stage. I saw Herbie and the gang. I'm like, okay. I was I was there and then I left. I went I went back to tailgate. We got nowhere near that stage. I they were so far away, couldn't hear a damn thing they were saying. So it's not like we got the experience of the show in any way. I mean, it, it was it was like you had really bad seats at a concert. Correct. But you were still there. You but I was it. there, and yeah. that's it. That is literally the only reason I went, just so I can say yes. Sure. I've been to a game day, bucket list type of thing. So it's never been to Champagne, of course. However, it was close in two thousand. Yes, 2000. Illinois was poised to have a pretty good year. They were undefeated, 3-0, and 4-0, something like that. All Michigan had to do was win their non-conference game, which was somewhere on the West Coast. Washington, maybe. I can't remember who they were playing. But it was like, a, at the time, a middling 
Pac-12 team, and you're like, oh, well, they'll win that one. And game day already said, you know, assuming Michigan wins, we're going to Champaign. They blew it. They lost. Thanks a lot, Wolverines. That's Can't even bad. count on you for that. <laughs> All right, that was fun. Um, so I think the last thing we got here is just a quick snippet on oh, dates yeah. for, for spring. Yeah, let's spring get on some, some 2019 spring football game dates. Uh, first one, Saturday April 6th, Purdue. Now, let me let me rewind there because all of these games are going to be either on the Big Ten Network or Big Ten Network to go, okay? So Saturday, April 6th, Purdue kicks it off. They have a noon game, which would be broadcast on Big Ten Network. They're the only game that day, which isn't that a great move? That's great PR recruiting right there. Boy, I, I so moving on. Indiana on Friday night, which I so think is, a point of it. is also good. Straight PR at that point. The only game that day, Friday, April the 12th, 7 p.m. game on Big Ten Network. So then we get to the big day, Saturday, April 13th, which makes Indiana's even more genius that they just said, well, let's just move it to Friday. We're the only one. Everyone's going to be watching. So, of course, the big one, Ohio State at noon, Saturday, April the 13th on Big Ten Network coincides with two other games minnesota's also at noon wisconsin's at 1 p.m so they're going to get bumped to btn to go or they'll probably be played on delay but it's not you know the big one so you're getting overshadowed by ohio state so to me horrible move by minnesota and wisconsin okay moving on nebraska at 2 p.m on the Big Ten Network, of course. So same they're going to be the April. same game, same day, at April 13th. So they're going to be the big game at 2 p.m. Michigan State's also at 2, Illinois at 2. So they're going to be overshadowed and bumped to Big Ten uh, Network to go and probably played on delay. Then Penn State at 3 p.m. will overshadow Rutgers at 3.30. You sure and, about that? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, I think I think the premier game at, at, at the three-time slot will be Penn State. And then Michigan's also playing that game, but they have now not announced a time. So if I'm Michigan, I go for like 5 p.m., yeah, right? Yeah, maybe we can get in there. Yeah, and then – You to bring some lights in at that point. Sure. Saturday, April 27th, so this is two weeks later, Maryland plays at noon, the only game that day. Great job there. And then, hmm, let's see. Uh, Iowa and Northwestern. Um Wow, they're they're not on here. What's going on? Yeah. They they are not playing spring games, and apparently this is the norm. Correct? Yeah, for I, Iowa. I, I should have done research on when Ferentz stopped playing the spring games. So we did having, used to play it. Yes, we there was a spring game when I was there. So hmm. I think it was. I mean, it was definitely through two thousand into the early two thousands. Um, there was a couple guys that got hurt from what I can remember in the spring game. Okay. Essentially they, they shelved it at that point and they've just never really brought it now, back. Now when you were there, was it a full tackle spring game? It was a full tackle spring game. See, why not just do a wrap up, not tackle to the ground spring game? It's a good question. You'd have to ask a coach. I mean, the one thing I would point out is the two most established longer tenured coaches in the big 10 aren't playing that's true it's just something to point out to me like it's a good point i ain't playing a spring game because i ain't got to play a spring game type of behavior behind and, and from what our buddy tim uh chapman tells us fitzgerald even like he he <laughs> he would never play a spring game like it's just not in the cards at all. Yeah, I think him and Ference are cut out of the same fabric in that yeah. situation. I got an interception but, in the spring game. Did you? Spring game. Yeah. Nice. Way to go. Yeah. Congrats. But, yeah, the two wet blankets 
of the Big Ten right now <laughs> to me are Iowa Northwestern because your spring has become kind of a big thing, 100%. right? Yeah, the, this is for the fans. Do something. You don't necessarily yeah, have think, to have a tackle like full scrimmage, but do something, right? They do. They do something. They let people into Kinnick. Okay. Um, they just don't make it a quarter tackle, you know, type of thing. It's it's basically just a situational scrimmage. They have drills ahead of time. And then they essentially say, because almost every spring game, you got, you know, a maze versus blue, you know, yep. type of red versus white yep. type of type of spring game that you're keeping track. Uh, they might have goofy, you know, ways to 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 uh, keep or to, uh, keep score. Um, what m- upsets me a little bit, if, if I'm an Iowa fan, which I am or a, Nor- a Northwestern fan, is it is a PR thing. Yeah. And if you have absolutely. the ability to do like you know, very intelligently, like with Indiana having it on a Friday night, anything yeah, you can great do decision. to have eyeballs on your team, because I don't think there's any question that the the desire to watch college football and follow in any, any capacity is off the charts. People are going to be tuning into these these spring games to watch it. It's a, it's a chance to showcase. And I'm mad at Illinois for not doing what Indiana did and moving it to a Friday. Or even, I mean, Thursday, whatever. Just get on, be the only game on. Right. I mean, you definitely, Try. I think you want it at a time that people can show up. Sorry, I mean, you're going to have it. Have it on Sunday. I don't know. Yeah. Do something. A Sunday spring game, that that sounds awful. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they can still do it at night. There are no games scheduled that night right now. All right. Um, so speaking of spring, uh, that's our first little foray into spring. Uh, one of the upcoming podcasts, probably the upcoming podcast, we're going to yeah. give a breakdown of each 14 team mm-hmm. and something along the capacity of what we're looking for or what we should say that team is looking for to get accomplished. Yeah. What spring. are they going to accomplish? What are they working on this offseason? What yeah. are their big goals? Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. All right, let's put a ball on it right there. Very, very much appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, and just like we talked about before, don't worry about all the other stuff. Don't don't worry about re- reviewing or rating or things like that. If you want to, that's great. Share. Just share it. Share it. That's, yeah. that's what we're looking share for. Share the love. Yep. All right. Uh, for the Eyes on Big podcast, I am Jeffrey the Greek. And this is Big Kurt. All right, thanks a lot. Bye.